0: On Friday, the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and the 967th anniversary of the great schism that split the Catholic Church and our real separated brethren in the East, the Orthodox, Pacapapa Francis decided to release the harshest document on the faithful written by a pope in at least a century, and given that it was used to undermine sacred tradition and the Mass itself in the name of a phantom called Unity, It was also the harshest document in possibly church history to defy the faithful. Francis has a track record of taking major holy days of saints and of Our Lady and using them as vehicles to spread error, and this time was no different. Previously we saw the Pacamama incident on the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Now we're seeing it on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. The weekend was full of sorrowful and angry responses from the faithful as they awaited to learn if their bishops would reject what was done or if they were going to lose their Masses. After all, the document took effect immediately. If you are one of the people whose parish was forced to close its traditional Latin Mass, let me know in the comments, please. Francis's document is an end to the Latin Mass. Not immediately, mind you, but an end to it nonetheless. That's its intention. By limiting the number of parishes that can offer the Mass in a diocese, the number of priests that can offer it, preventing the founding of new priestly fraternities that offer the Mass exclusively, and making sure that any new priest who wants to say that Mass must get permission from not only his bishop to say it, but also from Rome. Cardinal Pietro Perolin said just a few weeks ago that the traditional Latin Mass must be destroyed. That Mass, which goes back to the 2nd century and is part of the sacred tradition of the Church, must be ended according to him. He is getting his way if Francis' decision is permitted to stand. Now, as an aside, if you see people saying that the Latin Mass only goes back to the Council of Trent, they'd be wrong, and they don't know much about church history in general. That that Mass traces its origins back to the 2nd century. Pius V was merely promulgating and continuing and codifying what had already been in place. But let's get into today's topic, as it turns out, because some of the bishops have started to issue responses, and if they stand, then Francis' document is going to blow up in his face. There are two stories from two bishops, and a plus some quotes from a few others that I'm going to have here, plus the word of the auxiliary bishop from Kazakhstan that preceded this mess. Now, for those new here, whenever I say the name of the auxiliary bishop from Kazakhstan on my channel, our lovely hosts hammer me, and I have no idea why, so I just call him that, but his face is on your screen now if you don't know who I mean. I'll have have his message here right now, basically, which is that the SSPX is not in schism, according to him, and has never been in schism, and he would know. He was the observer for the Society of St. Pius X for the Vatican for several years in an official capacity. I've recorded his message before on that topic, and he reiterated it recently in an interview. But I want to start with an archbishop who has territorial jurisdiction in the United States, Archbishop Cordeleon of San Francisco, who doesn't make waves but has demonstrated that he is at least one of the better bishops in America. He is standing firm for sacred tradition, at least for now. Headline for the Catholic News Agency. Archbishop Cordeleon. Traditional Latin Mass will continue in San Francisco. There are some interesting hints at the trouble Francis is going to have enforcing his will with the document, here in this article, and I've got a lengthy quote from it for you. Quote, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelion of San Francisco told CNA July 16th that the Mass is a miracle in any form. Christ comes to us in the flesh under the appearance of bread and wine. Unity under Christ is what matters. Therefore, the traditional Latin Mass will continue to be available here in the Archdiocese of San Francisco and provided in response to the legitimate needs and desires of the faithful. It seems that the traditional Latin mass in dioceses throughout the United States are largely set to continue as scheduled, while bishops prepare responses to *Traditionis Custodes. The modu proprio states that it is each bishop's exclusive competence to authorize the use of the 1962 Roman Missal in his diocese. Archbishop Cordeleon's sentiment matched that of other bishops. Bishop Edward Schwarfenberger of Albany wrote that, quote, with respect to the celebration of the Roman liturgy prior to the reform of 1970, I wish to reiterate the great pastoral and spiritual good that has been experienced by those who have been and are engaged in this form of the liturgy. I would also like to acknowledge the many valuable contributions made to the life of the Church through such celebrations. He added that he, along with the other bishops, were consulted last year about the traditional Latin Mass. This was duly completed and dispatched, although, to the best of my knowledge, no summary of the various responses of the bishops has been provided to date. My response gave details of the current provisions and experiences within the diocese, as well as other points, such as those mentioned in the paragraph above. The Diocese of Arlington told CNA that all parishes that had planned on offering Masses in the extraordinary form would be able to do so. Bishop Burbridge has read the modu proprio regarding the 1962 missile, said a statement from Billy Atwell, Chief Communications Officer for the Diocese of Arlington. He will review it in greater detail and offer further guidance to our priests in the near future. Parishes currently scheduled to offer Mass in the extraordinary form this weekend have received permission to do so. End quote. That article goes on and says that the, bishop's, the bishop of Providence, Rhode Island, would be following suit as well. It did not; it did leave one essential thing out, though. Numerous readings of that document by various people have led those of us who've read it to interpret it as limiting the number of parishes and buildings that can say the traditional liturgy, ending the practice of diocesan parishes offering it. And making sure that the FSSP and Institute of Christ the King clergymen are not essentially having rigid Lefebvrean tendencies. That article also leaves this part of Francis's document out too that the traditional liturgy was per- permitted in more Pontificum, quote, to provide for the good of those who are rooted in the previous form of celebration and need to return in due time to the Roman rite promulgated by Saints Paul VI and John Paul II, end quote. As the person who brought that to my attention said, Francis is implying that he will end the TLM in the future, and that's probably correct. Hence the limitations placed on it, and hence why many have said this is an especially harsh treatment by Francis for the faithful. Cardinal Burke also had a response to this, in the form of words said to Catholic print outlets. On this document, Burke says the following, quote, In my comments to the National Catholic Register, Cardinal Raymond Burke, Prefect Emeritus of the Apostolic Signatura, noted that what he sees as a member, number of flaws in *Traditionis Custodes, saying he could not understand how the new Roman Missal is the, quote, unique expression of the Lex Arandi of the Roman Rite, as the new motu Proprio states. The extraordinary form of the Mass, quote, is a living form of the Roman Rite and has never ceased to be so, Cardinal Burke noted. He also could not understand why the motu Proprio takes effect immediately, as the decree contains many elements that require study regarding its application. The American cardinal further noted that in his long experience he has not witnessed the gravely negative situation Francis describes in his letter. While some faithful may have erroneous ideas, he said, he has found the faithful in question generally have a profound love for the church and for their pastors in the church, and in no way ascribe to a schismatic or set of a contest ideology. In fact, they have often suffered greatly in order to remain in the communion of the church under the Roman pontiff, he said. Cardinal Burke added that if there are situations of an attitude or practice contrary to the sound doctrine and discipline of the Church, they should be addressed individually by the pastors of the Church, the Roman pontiff, and the bishops in communion with him. Cardinal Burke also questioned the motu proprio's tone, observing that it is marked by a harshness towards faithful who worship in the extraordinary form. I pray that the faithful will not give way to the discouragement which such harshness necessarily engenders, but will, with the help of the Divine Grace, Preserving their love of the church and of her pastors, he said, end quote. Whether Burke will do more than say some nice things about the faithful in the mass is anyone's guess at this time, but since the dubia, he hasn't been known for taking a lot of meaningful action when it was needed, and I'm sorry if that, you know, rubs you the wrong way, but it's true. It's almost like he's waiting for the dubia to be answered before he does anything else, which is strange because it's been about five years now. Now, in addition to, to that, I've seen postings from New Orleans and elsewhere that show the bishops in the U.S. are planning to keep the Latin Mass in many places. That is good news, but don't hang tight and think in America we're secure just yet. Over all this good and okay news, though, looms one figure. Not Pack-a-Papa Francis, but Archbishop Roche. The man Francis hired to enforce his edict some weeks ago, a man who is stridently anti-Latin Mass. It was almost certainly under his order that the publishers of Novus Ordo liturgical books in Latin were told to cease and desist offering books for the Reverend Novus Ordo Mass, and they are denying permission to publishers to offer those books. Let that one sink in. He is the man who will put the pressure on the Cordelions and Burks and others to fall in line. So please, pray for these bishops to have the spine needed to preserve the faith because in the name of unity, Francis has driven a wedge into the Church, and Catholic prophecy pointed to this day. The prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi warned us of a pontiff that would come, that would cause a schism, who would be a destroyer instead of a builder of the faith. That may well be our time, and the presumed pontiff of our day, a man who did not canonically rise to the papacy, as that prophecy also says. These are strange days, folks, and we need to pursue sanctity, become saints, stick to the sacred liturgy, and resist modernism in all its forms. Now, to close this out, I'll bring in Our Lady of Good Success, who offered a message for our times, and I've done videos on her before, and if you want to see them, let me know in the comments, and I'll try to help you out there. She, her message was clearly for our time in the church. After describing endless wickedness that had soiled the world and entered the church, she said the following, quote, Just when it seems all is lost, it will be the start of the glorious restoration. That was Our Lady of Good Success, so take heart and carry the cross that we have been given. And part of that cross is described by Our Lady in the instructions for what we must do from the same message. According to Our Lady of Good Success, we must, quote, clamor insistently to the Heavenly Father for an end to these ominous times by sending to the church a prelate and father who would restore the spirit to the priests. What Francis and Roche and the modernists who took to Twitter and social media in general to gleefully tell us that we must submit to Pack-a-Papa Francis are all missing as this. As the theologian Martin Mosabach said a few years ago, quote, the Roman rite will be won back in hundreds of small chapels in improvised circumstances around the world, celebrated by young priests and congregations that have many small children, or it will not be won back at all. Quote. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like you a parish? If not, get on that. The traditional liturgy may not go anywhere, but it may become harder to get, especially as we are going to see an increase in all the wicked figures in the church telling you that the SSPX are evil and to be avoided, and that the priests who... Resist this, and other orders are wicked and must submit to error. So please hold fast. Hold fast to the faith. Be rigid, as the meme says that a subscriber sent to me, and become saints. Now is the time. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. and Like, subscribe, and hit the bell if you haven't. It does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.